Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rhythm and Booze with Mikey and Nikki. I am Mikey. And I am Nikki. And this is a podcast where we talk about all sorts of different topics in our lives as being artistic, creative people in the world of Lindy Hop, swing dancing, burlesque, and all sorts of different things. Whatever we're into this month, this week, this day. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> it changes all the time. I'm so flustered. I'm like, uh, here we go. I don't know how to do this. How do we do this? And I spill my drink all on the brand new equipment. Of course. Of course I did. I feel like it's a good omen. Uh, yeah, fuck it's it kind up. of like you want to have a bad rehearsal before yeah. you <laughs> perform. Exactly. That's just what. That's exactly what. That's on par with our lives in uh, general. Remember us? We uh, with the people who were talking to you very loudly and with a lot of lots of white noise uh, during the pandemic. Yeah, and we're back, hopefully without yeah. white noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. It might be dogs barking. It might be kids running back Somebody and forth upstairs. Somebody ring the upstairs. fucking doorbell. Yeah, you just never know. Uh, what are we drinking this week? Or this, yeah. This uh, we are drinking a nice uh, vintage 2020 Merlot <laughs> called the Fabulist. You think that's a good idea, but I think it's a bad idea. 2020. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it's yeah. just like that year, though. That year. I mean, that year, it's been like, I feel like 2020 was, yes, a year. <laughs> but the the feeling of 2020 is carried on for at least three at this point. Uh, it's no, okay. it's, it's got to be ending. It's got to be ending. We're going to change it up. Yeah. No, things are things are happening. They're progressing. They're yeah. moving forward. Things are good. Things are better. They're better, but they're <laughs> good. They're good. <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're good. I am. I'm being slightly pessimistic only because I feel like the more I say it's good or, or it's getting better, I'm like, oh, something else happens. Yeah, I know. Oh, well. It's the other shoe thing. Yeah. <laughs> what th- when when you put the one shoe on the other the other shoe runs away. The other away. one drops. And fall- yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you you kind of killed it. <laughs> well, uh, as we're trying to uh, figure out how uh, electronics work again, um, we've been up to a ton of stuff. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. I feel especially in the last like six months that like or this past year has just been one thing after another. Hasn't I mean, it? really, you could say the past three years, but yeah, the, yeah. the, <laughs> the past. Uh, six months has been very progressive and very busy and it's just been one thing after another. We've been literally trying to start this, um, restart yeah. this podcast for the past year. Yep. Easily. I think we looked back at the podcast and we're, I was like, Hey, Nikki, you should play the, the, the last one we played. <laughs> what was it? It's a <laughs> the return. The return. <laughs> and then never again. <laughs> Life uh, got busy again, and, got and, busy. and I think we put it on the calendar. I don't even know how many times, so and then times. we're like, "Nope, that's not gonna work. Nope, that's not gonna work." And here we are. We made it happen after a full day of uh, Dapper Day and birthday weekends, and here we are. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But it, but this is a good sign. So, like you were saying before, and I was being pessimistic, but this is actually a good sign that we're able to have time to do this and found it, and then like carved it out. Yeah. Because this is our fun thing. This is our thing we do. Only to to feed ourselves and just like see if anybody else is talking about this stuff or or wanting to hear this stuff. Yeah, it's not for any Patreon. It's not for any no OnlyFans. It's not Mm-mm. for any. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine anything? if we put this on OnlyFans? <laughs> to be fair, that's what OnlyFans <laughs> was the beginning. The beginning oh. of OnlyFans was meant for all creatives like Patreon, and then it it swayed heavily to. They'd take one listen one and be side. like, "Nope, this is not <laughs> what I'm here for." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Where's the feet pictures? Th- oh no. But <laughs> oh. you know, there's something for everybody. So there's something for everybody. It could have done great. I only say ugh because I, I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Just 
gave me up right now. Also, I'm trying to like straighten my back a lot. So for the people on YouTube, you're going to see me do this a lot. Because uh-huh. I'm also slouchy, slouchy. That's because we're both in PT and we're trying to be better about posture and fixing all the broken shit in our bodies. Exactly. And that's part <laughs> of today. Uh, we're just going to be catching up on the last couple of months. Just the last couple of months because a ton of stuff has just happened in the last two months alone. And um, one of them in general is going to PT. Yeah. And being old mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. bettering our bodies. Just being smarter about taking yeah. care of ourselves. I know that I've been dealing with this pain in my back and neck for years, what, four years? Seriously. And I've tried a little bit. I did a little bit of acupuncture and some cupping <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> Meditation, <laughs> quartz bowl <laughs> sessions. <laughs> yeah. That is the first time I made a point to go to an actual chiropractor. I was like, oh, wait, this, this is exactly what they do. Reiki, crystals, yeah. sage. You know, there's something for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm going to a chiropractor and having one session and the same yeah. day, everything is drastically better. Like, what the hell have I been doing with my life? Yeah. Every I couldn't t- find an hour out of this, my day. This happened like four years ago, too. You went to a PT for a little bit and then you started like strengthening the other muscles around it and you got mm-hmm. a little better. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every everything since then has been a stress ball. Yeah, but so your shoulder has been way worse. Uh, yeah, I did yard work. And I was ripping up a root, like a tree root. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could do this. I got it. And I was like getting in there with a pickaxe and a shovel. And I was like, yeah, I felt... I felt like everything primal in me finally, like the instinct kicked in. And I was like, oh, I must, <laughs> must do this. And I was like doing the whole thing and I felt good. And at one point I reached down for some, some leaves, some like stuff to throw away into the garbage. And as I was reaching down, I could feel the pinch right in the front part of my shoulder. And I was like, that's new. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then later on that day, we went to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. We went to go see Batman. Mm-hmm. The Batman. And... The entire movie, I was so excited, but I couldn't show it because the entire movie, the pain grew through my shoulder, up through my neck, and was like in the back of my head. You always tell me how much you get a headache, like right back there, like Mm -hmm. in the base of your skull. And that was the first time I ever felt it. I was like, this hurts. And I was like rubbing it the entire time. Like I couldn't stop because I felt like shit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and that's that was back in May. Yeah, and here you are in... November. Yeah. <laughs> Finally going to physical therapy. I felt so shitty. I was talking to my, my doctor. I was like, well, it happened like a month ago. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't want, I, yeah, I don't want to tell him. It wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, was it a pre-existing condition? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I've been going to a PT. I've been going to, they massage you for like 20 minutes. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, and they make me strengthen it. And they make me do exercises, which is really fun. Like if uh, you, yeah. have, have you ever gone to like, uh, 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 I haven't told you this because I've been saving for now. Uh, <laughs> have you ever gone to uh, what do they call it a gym and like felt like less than around everybody where they're like pumping sure they're yeah like, of course. they're like feeling it they're mm-hmm. like muscles and I'm like oh, I can't even go over there but at the PT like uh, everyone else has like serious injuries like oh. hip and shoulder and they I was going to say walk. are they old, really old I wasn't going to say old <laughs> Say more mature than me, uh-huh. and, and I'm like, I'm feeling good doing all my exercises. I'm like, yeah, yeah, bring it on, bring it on. They're three times, you want to do ten of these three times? Let's do four of them. Let's do five of them. Three mm-hmm. times, yeah, oh my yeah. God. So I'm like <laughs> doing my neck thing back and forth. I'm like, this is easy. Oh no, but it but it helps. It helps a lot. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. It's on so, my chest. Moral of the story is dancers were the worst at this. <laughs> Take care of your bodies. Yeah. PT, work it out. 
we're athletes. We have to act like athletes, and that sometimes we forget that. Find a place in your area that does like $25 massage full body for oh an yeah. hour, and that'll do wonders. Do that like once a month, and you'll be, you'll be fine. And we are idiots. We should be doing that. I know. It helps out so much. I was told the one in orange. There's one in orange that did this. It was like twenty bucks. You yeah. go full body. It's an hour. They go like above and beyond. Um, I think it's Catella intestine. Yeah, next, but next to the norms. They told <laughs> or Yvonne told me they changed their prices. So oh no, inflation yeah. dun dun dun. <laughs> Just like everything else. Just like everything Cheers. else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already. Okay. <laughs> I'm already done. Mm. All right. The next thing. Mm-hmm. Camp Hollywood. Camp Hollywood. Camp Hollywood. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but that was our first big, big event. Yeah. Like, oh, well, not really big, big event. To be fair, it was uh, Camp Jitterbug. Mm-hmm. There was a thing. And, but Camp Hollywood was maybe three or four times the size of Camp oh, Jitterbug. Oh, easily, yeah. And it was intense. It was a lot. There yeah. was a lot of uh, anxiety and uncertainty and um, had just overall nervousness of, being back around so many people. I know for myself, having so many crazy life changes and, um, you know, my my life is so public and putting things out there that I was so afraid of the social interaction. Oh, totally. Of people that I am not close to, that I haven't had a conversation with in over three years and that pressure to, like, play catch up with everybody I spoke to. I just didn't have it in me and I, I... was very very anxious going in more so than the dancing it was the the social <laughs> anxiety for me mm-hmm. i i remember um getting there and not feeling that and we were talking about it and you mm-hmm. were telling me and i was like cool i totally understand if you need to run away or like get away from everybody no worries and then i didn't feel it until like the second day but mm-hmm. I, then i started to feel it mm-hmm. but i felt it specifically because i was hanging outside in the little like smoking area and a friend of ours uh, who will shower name nameless um, smoked <laughs> a ton of weed around me and I was just like breathing it all in and I'm really sensitive to weed especially the smoke and I got super paranoid super anxious and I wanted to run away from everybody and that was like Friday night Saturday night and then the whole rest of the week and I kind of had a tinge of it the whole rest of the time but it took me like what like an hour to get out of it mm-hmm. and I finally like mm-hmm. felt better I kept telling you I was like hey I'm gonna go away for a yeah, little bit. <laughs> it's really <funny>. yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was so so bad. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. I mean, besides jumping right back into teaching a full lineup of classes and you know, competing again when yeah. when we haven't really had a chance to train like we wanted to, and mm-hmm. um, that on top of all the social stuff, I feel like the biggest anxiety point for me coming into Camp Hollywood is that check-in. Oh yeah, area. Totally. Where you're just like, okay, here it is. I have to check into the hotel. <laughs> I can't avoid anybody. And you just have to, it's like you're in a welcome line <laughs> of everybody coming in and passing through. Yep. And uh, I was just like, oh no, don't make eye contact. <laughs> just, we look really busy right now. I kind of feel like it was like a, a red carpet thing, but like sort of yeah. reverse. Cause mm-hmm. like we were the ones like standing still and people were walking back and forth. Mm-hmm. And some people were in line waiting and like, it just felt like you were on display. Um, it, it was just very, very strange. And I think as well, like the thing that doesn't help all of this is that we had the podcast during like the thick of, yeah. of, of lockdowns. And, uh, I remember from past and it's still, this is what happened when we got there is that people listen to this and they, uh, 
they they know our voices and they they know the conversations we've had and they kind of like have their time to chat back like hey i remember this thing or like mm-hmm. let me talk to you about this thing because you talked about it back then and, and that happened a few times and it was very funny but i forgot <laughs> i was like yeah. oh yeah i forgot yeah that's 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 what that feels like and not that that's a bad thing i just completely forgot so it catches you off guard and when it catches you off guard you get a little anxiety from that because of like, like oh shit like what are they talking about i should know what they're talking about Ugh. yeah at the same time it was such a positive i don't know a positive time to reconnect with people yeah because people did find that connection totally. with us uh, in a time where everybody was kind of searching for that and exactly it was really nice to reconnect and make new friends and uh see old ones see old ones but then also i don't know build friendships with with people that we had kind of online friendships yeah. through the pandemic yeah, and, or totally. su- who supported us through the pandemic and mm-hmm. so it, it was really interesting to come out of it into a place of positivity mm-hmm. and i felt like even with the contest, everyone was rooting for each other a little oh, bit totally. more than normal. And totally. the camaraderie was really special. And yeah, it was a good time. It was really, really good. It was definitely funny because like I felt in the contests, like um, like you said, like we didn't train as much as we wanted to, yeah. which because of life and that's fine. But I think it was such a funny thing that I keep telling myself that um, through the thick of a lot of the lockdown, we got to dance a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, and lot not a lot of people did and they got to like do it in their living rooms and do it do it like little spaces that they had but we had atomic that was completely empty mm-hmm. all the time yeah and we were super lucky that and and then at some point life started to begin again and we didn't have that time anymore but everyone else got the time yeah and so they <laughs> caught up and i was like damn everyone's yeah. really good and they're practicing a mm-hmm. lot more and that's so cool and i think it goes along to with like every dancer and every like generational kind of switch it's like we're getting older and we're getting uh more wiser and we want to diversify our time and everything can't be focused exactly on the one thing anymore and that's something i I always struggle with i've always struggled with you know it's either all or nothing but now i'm with like this idea of like at times and like dividing my time equally whatever i'm on i'm focused on completely 100 percent and at uh, there I was definitely like wow I, I have been lacking like mm. this whole past year for sure we've uh, yeah both of us have been like lacking in that sense of just going dancing for an hour yeah. coming up with stuff staying creative and, and just doing dancing things right. but that's for the uh, I don't know what to say but like the good reason it's for yeah it I think when when you're in a mode of, mode of survival yeah. it's hard to prioritize being an artist and being creative and being playful and having fun and there's a there's a, a sense of um seriousness when you're preparing for contests that you have to kind of prioritize what's most important so if you're like okay I'm going to I'm going to focus all my mental energy on making my business survive right now versus going in the studio and practicing or I'm going to focus on what the kids need and going, mm-hmm. and that was back to school time yep. for my kids and my daughter starting high school. And it was a crazy, crazy time. So, you know, you have to choose where, where your priorities lie and where you have the space to find the time to, even though dancing's important, sometimes, you know, it has to take a back seat to life. Exactly. And it's the, not put away and gone forever. It's mm-hmm. backseat or mm-hmm. it's, it's like reshuffling or, some things need more focus than others. And I think that's really important as people go 
in this dance creative life as, as they go forward in this dance creative life that they need to realize that it's okay to reprioritize things and it's it's totally okay to like focus on another thing and get really good at it and then you can come back to where you were before and then with more knowledge and it's going to be f- so much better yeah every time yeah you know? i know for myself i don't think i've ever since i first started competing i don't think i've ever been so nervous to be on oh that yeah. floor yeah. it just it felt so foreign mm-hmm. so incredibly foreign and i'm not i don't usually get that nervous or or um anxious especially for like a mix and match like yeah. i'm excited for the fun of it and i feel like this time my anxiety definitely mm. got the better of me mm-hmm. And I just haven't felt that before. So it was really interesting to be in this new space and mm-hmm. be like, wow, I feel like I'm starting from scratch at this. And like being okay with it, being like, okay, that's okay. This is just where we are. It's, we're in a new place. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You've got to start where you are, for sure. Um, on a different tip of that Camp Hollywood thing, we were in charge of something new that year. And we wanted to kind of touch base on it with uh, the idea of an audition. Mm-hmm. Audition track. The audition track. That's what it was named there. And everyone, every festival, every event has a different name for it. Masters or uh, advanced level, whatever. Placement, right? And the idea is that you, you as a dancer, sign up for the whole weekend, but you want to get into the highest level of uh, dance classes where hopefully more topics will be covered or things will go faster or it'll just be more targeted to the higher level of the people in that class. Mm-hmm. And there was an audition, and it was the first time ever that Camp Hollywood ever done that. Um, Hillary talked to us about what it, that might look like, and we had an idea based off of a lot of other events that I've been to, and especially uh, California Baboa Classic, who does it in this way where they watch you dance inside of a class. So they have a class going with a, a pair of teachers, and then they have like uh, level checkers of people outside, so like judges almost. Mm-hmm. And so we had six, three leads, three follows, and they watch the entire class and they see who's doing the best with the material given and how fast they can apply it and how fast they're doing or how best they're doing. And then towards the end, we have we see them dance a lot. So we have a little bit of social dancing, a little bit or majority of class time and how they are in class and kind of judge it from there. Um, I think it went pretty well, but there's always uh, lessons to be learned. Mm-hmm. I'm always a feeling of that. A couple things was the room was way big, but we filled it up. There was, it was yeah, it was so tight. many people in it was there. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, you've been in that class where it was like one circle and then a second circle. This had like three circles, and they <laughs> yeah. were off the floor, and they were mm-hmm. on the floor, and and it was Nick uh, Williams and Sylvia Sykes that were in the middle and teaching, and they were in the tiniest little space, and uh, yeah, which so we they learned. did amazingly. They well. did amazing. Yeah, yeah they for managed sure. that class very, for sure. very well. I think in the future. Just knowing that, that that a lot of people are going to show up for that shit, it might be better to do it uh, in a different way. But uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. In general, I am not a fan of being the judges of those. This one, um, because we were helping to organize it, it, w- it was a little bit different. Um, but even then, because we were helping to organize it, that meant that the people that wanted to challenge their placement or by not making the the audition track, um, had to come to us with yep. <laughs> their grievances, yeah. and that's such a tough place to it be really because is. you see people that, you know, they don't make it, but all of their friends did, and they mm-hmm. they're all coming, they all flew here from some other place, exactly. and they're in it together and they're rooming together, and then one person doesn't make it into the 
audition track and it it really really breaks my heart to have to be that person but yeah i mean i i am okay doing it mm-hmm. i don't like doing it yeah but you know the same for sucks. me the same for me it, but it's like i that's the for me it's the feeling that like if we get to that point and we're put in charge of this by an organizer mm-hmm. and i feel like okay i'm good about this it does suck it does suck to <laughs> Uh, break bad news to somebody like that um, for every reason you mentioned mm-hmm. and in this one in particular I know I don't know the person I don't know if it's really they were talking about Camp Hollywood but I, ta- I saw it like uh, a little like maybe a month ago like a couple weeks after Camp mm-hmm. Hollywood mm-hmm. somebody was talking about audition uh, the way auditions are run or level checks are run or whatever that whole thing yeah. and they were talking about how they knew a dancer uh, from where they were originally from and they said they all the friends got into it and they didn't and they were very upset about it and they didn't like the way it was run and right. it, they, they ended up not taking any classes for the whole weekend. I can't oh, that's such a so bummer. Exactly. And, 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 and stuff like that. I've heard a l- all that story before many yeah, times. For sure. and, but at the same time, it doesn't make it any easier. Mm-hmm. And that person, I apologize, really. But at the same time, like that's the audition part of it. It's, it's kind of make or break and... The one thing for everybody to notice, and I think a lot of people understand this, but it's really hard to get in that moment, is this is not a reflection on the dancer you are right now. This is you as a dancer reflected towards the other dancers that are in that room, and that's it. It's it's just like a contest, and that's not the the best way to say it, but it's just like a contest. You compared to the person next to you, and and then from then on, we kind of build that out. It's tough when there are very high-level dancers in the audition and they kind of set the tone for the benchmark. That's mm-hmm. the benchmark of what everybody else has to live up to in order to make that track because it, the, the whole point is for it to be the highest level. And unfortunately, what happens is sometimes that highest level, they start out in it, in the track, in the class, and then they end up trailing off and they don't take all the classes and then those people that were kind of mid-range become that top level. But unfortunately, they weren't the ones that set the benchmark for the class. So I feel like it's a, it's a really tough spot to be. And I, totally. I feel like part of it is the it makes it even more difficult when the attendees, when the people that are in that audition track don't attend the classes. Yeah. And it's not helpful if you're one of the cool kids and you come up and just ask for a wristband because you think we know who you are. Because yeah, we that's, don't. That's we don't bullshit. care. That's some bullshit. <laughs> like, in this case right here, we had a full hour of an audition track on, like, the beginning of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was a full class. And then we had a rebuttal or kind of, like, second chance that was later on in that day. A and lunch. Yeah. A, a lunch. And, and we took our lunch out. We had a full day of classes, which was four, five Five hours, I think. No, it was four plus the five hour of of the audition mm-hmm. plus the sixth that was the lunch. Mm-hmm. And so we, we worked six hours nonstop, which isn't horrible uh, by any means. I'm not saying like pity us, but at the same time, like we planned that out intentionally because if we're going to ask us of all the attendees, then we're better put the work into it. And we did. And, and then you miss the audition. You miss the second chance. And you come in and you beg us and uh, make a personal plea. Uh, not cool. Uh, not cool. I'm not gonna. Just, <laughs> Nothing else to say. Super fucked up. 
Yeah, it, there's, it, there's a lot of entitlement that goes along with, yeah. with the, the cool kid crowd. And, and I think that, you know, I think as dancers, we always have to check ourselves and like, are we acting entitled or are we, you know, are we part of the community? And we're, I mean, be honest with yourself. If you, if you know that you might not really show up to classes, you might come to one, mm. maybe just don't do it yeah. because then you're, you're kind of, you're changing that audition track um, benchmark for other people. And maybe there's a way around that. I'm not sure what yeah. the best way is. Like, I want everybody to take the classes they want to take. Um, but if even if you don't get into an audition track, I think th something that's important to remember is that a lot of times in those audition tracks, we end up teaching the same stuff that we're going to yeah. teach to the lower level tracks because everybody typically needs the same things. Maybe we'll teach a different or more advanced routine. Um, but sometimes when it comes down to those fundamentals and, and basics and technique and stuff, that's the same yeah. for every level. So if you don't make <coughs> the audition track, there's still so much to gain from all the other classes. It's totally. still the same teachers. Yeah. And, and uh, to kind of go back a little bit, um, to go to the audition, to go to the second chance, to beg for it and get into it. And then we're peeking into that class all weekend. And it was not the people, like it was maybe a quarter of the people we gave a wristband to, which is like, defeats the purpose. In this giant room, you have five couples in there. When we gave wristbands to at least 40 to 50 couples. Oh yeah, easily. And, and we're like, where are the people? The next thing you gotta realize, I mean, maybe for event organizers or people already know this, so we're commiserating together, is that those dancers that are really good, they stay out dancing all night long until the very last song, right. and they don't get up <laughs> early <laughs> for those classes. Yeah, they don't so want to take class in the morning. We, we knew this going into uh, like Inspiration Weekend back in the day, and we used to say, like, oh, let's just start at 12 then, mm -hmm. start classes at 12, like give people a chance to dance all night and not have to worry about coming for a 9 or 10 a.m. class, coming at noon. Yeah. And then for our audition level stuff, we did uh, a, a blurb in, in the description that said, you have to make it, like part of being mm -hmm. a part of this, audition is trying to make every single class so that um, not only you get the best out of it, you get what you want out of it, but all the other attendees get, you help them. And that's like already helping your partnership in general. Right. And then, and the teachers also are able to get through the material that exactly. they have planned for that entire track. Yeah. Because it's progressive. Right. And I think it's, uh, that's the, those are the notes like in my head that I keep constantly over and over again. And if we do it again, for Camp Hollywood and, and Hillary. Uh, Hillary Alexander, awesome. Thank you so much for trusting us to do with that. We honestly loved it, but we have lots of notes for ourselves. Yeah, and I think in general, we're always open to feedback and suggestions. So uh, feel free, message us on Facebook or Instagram or email or whatever it is, but send your suggestions and you know we always listen. If, even if we don't take yeah. everything and, and yeah. make that exact change, S we always listen and we take it all yeah. in. Send it to my Hotmail. <laughs> I never look at it. Your Yahoo. Yeah. My my Yahoo at uh, MSN. Your MySpace. My uh, uh, GeoSites, GeoCities. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, after that, some crazy shit happened. Atomic Showcase. That was insane. Do you want to talk to me about that? You feel free. Well, Atomic Showcase <laughs> is like a big recital. 
<laughs> that we do for Atomic Ballroom that I'll let her talk about in a minute. But the whole thing is all students work with teachers and they get a chance to do a performance that's like a minute or two or three and they do it on a big stage and it's a big production with lights and video and a live audience. Yeah, it's it's really actually amazing. And um, obviously we haven't had it since 2019. And 2019 was the first year that I took the show over as the producer. And in the past, we had our old manager at Atomic, her name's Trisha, and she had an amazing team. And they produced an amazing show, and they created an amazing experience for the students and the teachers um, and the staff. Everybody was involved, and it was a big thing, and people really, really look forward to it. It's a massive undertaking. We've done it in the past where we've had, you know, we started out with like 10 routines. We moved to the theater and I think we had a Disney theme show. I'm not sure if it was the first or second one. And it was so big that we had to add a second day mm-hmm. of shows. It was just insane. So coming back to this now, first show post-pandemic, we did a couple in the studio. We did a couple video things. Mm-hmm. But being back in the theater and having 50 numbers and having all the teachers involved in the yeah. full production. And in the past, we had a tech day, a dress day. And then... A lot of commitment. Yeah, two show, a matinee and an evening show. Mm-hmm. And this year, we did it Muse style, which is <laughs> Muse for Less is my show we do every month, where we did tech and dress rehearsal earlier in the day, and then we ran the entire show in the evening. And these are all amateurs, so, I mean, it's it's tough. They're, they're under a lot of pressure, and yeah. they did an amazing, amazing job, and it was an awesome show. There was a lot of people that came back specifically yeah. for that. They would love that experience, so they came back, so that helped out a lot, and... And it was just—it was such a great feeling. And I say recital, and I don't mean it in a demeaning way. It's—it is a recital, is, but at the yeah. same time, it's like it's so cool to work on something and put energy into it, and then have a big opening like that and do it on stage. And I think you said the phrase was like everybody deserves to be on stage once, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, everybody should experience what it's like to be on stage. And it's that's what I believe in that so much. And that's so many people love it, and we, especially you stress the fuck out of yourself oh, yeah. to get that <laughs> stuff out there so like it, it, i don't think anybody denies that but i think in general like a lot of people like need to understand that behind the scenes is a lot of production and a lot of work and a lot of blood sweat and tears just as much as uh the people out there on the stage yeah it is it, it's worth it like totally. it, you know week of show Every time I'm like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> never the whole again. Time. I am the never doing this again. If I tell you we're doing showcase next year, tell me we're not doing this again. And then, of course, at the show, I'm like, so next year. <laughs> so we're here to announce 2023. <laughs> no. The theme will be uh, anxiety. No. Uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll do it again. Yeah. The thing that it is really magical about it, and the thing, this is part of what makes Atomic so magical in the first place, too, is that, you know, we, we, there's the ballroom way of doing things mm. and then there's like the atomic way of doing things. Yeah. And the ballroom world world always has showcases. It's like a normal right. thing that happens. Um, but Trisha's magical idea was like, let's do it on stage and let's create a production. And that, that really does change the experience for everybody. Totally. And uh, they all feel like stars. Like they get their hair and makeup done. They, you know, yeah. they get it all on film. They get these amazing photos of themselves. So it really is, something that I think everybody should experience. For sure. Um, then, that week of, to add to the stress and pressure and anxiety of getting that shit done, we get a call from Jamel McWilliams, who's our <laughs> um, 
contact and amazing friend and amazing choreographer uh, works um, works with uh, John Baptiste, who we also worked with for the I Need You video. Mm-hmm. He calls us up <laughs> out of the blue. And uh, I always go like, Jamel's calling. Like, well, answer it. Yeah, well, here we go. <laughs> and I'm already looking and at the calendar yeah, like, oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> what is happening? And we're both looking at it and we're both listening to him. And he calls us up for a gig, an opportunity, where he was called up to do to choreograph a opening number with the professional dancers of Dancing with the Stars, which is now only exclusively on uh, Disney+. Plus. So he calls us up and he said, I have an idea. I want to put some Lindy Hop into it. I need you guys. He always says, he never says straight Lindy Hop. Yeah, yeah. He says Lindy Fusion. Yeah. He wants the Lindy Fusion. He's, he always is like, yeah. you know, how he does it, like Lindy Fusion. Exactly. <laughs> which, basically, which basically means it's like, show me what you got. And then like, I'm going to cut this, cut that, cut that, <laughs> put that together. And we're both like, yeah, that does this way better. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's, he's just got an amazing eye. He knows what works for TV and video so well. But anyway, he, he calls us up and, you know, we're kind of thinking like, oh, we're just going to help him like on the sidelines. Like maybe we'll show up one day, but he's giving us dates and he's giving us times. And we're like, okay, this is a little bit more involved than we're thinking. And then we show up on day one of rehearsals and we realize like, okay, no, this is, this is a lot more. Oh like yeah. even though our section isn't huge, it still has to be something that these dancers can digest very quickly and yeah. make look good very quickly amongst this whole other crazy ass jazz routine that they have to learn as part mm-hmm. of it. And then, you know, we don't really know how everything's going to work. So on this day one, it's, it's a lot of workshopping. We're figuring stuff out. And it workshopping like crazy. So it's, uh, and it was me an and eight Nikki. hour day. I think the yeah, first, it was day. The first day was an eight hour day, me and Nikki. And then, uh, another couple, Jan and Leah. Leah. And they were amazing modern and ballroom dancers. And they were coming up with a, a certain section and coming up with parts. And we were coming up with sections and certain parts. And it was all for the Elvis week theme that all the dancers, the pros and the stars get to do, pick a song from Elvis and then make a routine out of it. But the beginning one was going to be um, that Elvis theme song, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Dun, dun, dun. And then it moves into Don't Be Cruel. And in that section, we were going to have like a Lindy Hop section. And that's what he wanted us to do. But we didn't know that. So we just work, work, work. We come up with a ton of things. Jamel comes in hot off the airplane. And he's just like, all right, show me. And like we begin the process, which is an intense situation because we're throwing things at him and it's throwing back at us and we're throwing things out. We're cutting and we're changing and we're doing, which is amazing. It gets our minds going and our blood boiling in the sense of like moving forward, trying new things and, mm-hmm. and putting things together. And it's so amazing to be a part of his process. It's very, very fast paced. Yeah. And it's, we have to cut our ego yeah. completely. And we have to recognize that yes, even though this is a quote unquote Lindy section, it's not, our Lindy Hop, it's not um, like it has Lindy elements, but it's not. I say Lindy like he, like yeah, that's how he says it all the time, Lindy. But it 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 has the elements, but it doesn't. As Lindy Hoppers, we would put out a very different product. Yeah, totally. But to fit his vision, we have to work within the confines of what he's requesting of us. And so sometimes what we think is going to be the best thing for the project 
he's thinking of the camera angles yeah. and he's thinking about what these pros can do and he's thinking about where they're going next in this jazz routine. And so it's it's a humbling experience because we have to to put ourselves in a position of helping his vision come to life rather than putting our agenda mm-hmm. on the routine. It's an, it's an assistant. Yeah, then that's what we are. We're, yeah. we're assistant choreographers. Yeah. That's why we're not we're listed as head choreographers. Associate. Associate, associate. I mean, same, same, same idea, thing, yeah. same idea. And but like, it's so it's so humbling because being around Jamel and his process is is a, so intense, and it's worth it. It's a masterclass of choreography. It's a masterclass of um, camera blocking and understanding what fits well for a general audience and putting on a great show, no matter what. And um, we <laughs> we go the first day. That first eight hour day is up in LA, Studio City. And it's the day after showcase. So showcase was on a Saturday, and we go up there on a Sunday to do eight hour day. We're dead. We're dead. And we're pulling the last little fumes of what we have left of mm-hmm. energy. And I feel like I can't even pick up my feet. Yeah. Like I'm dancing as hard as I can and I my feet are just dragging. And this thing happens when we work together when we're like that. So we're both at the same level, like really low on energy. But one of us gets a little spike and the other one kind of like just like chills and supports the other. And then that spike goes away and the other person pops up with energy and that person supports that person. And it's, it's really interesting. It's not the easiest, right? Like we both get each other's nerves a little bit, but it's like a raw, not intentional. But at the same time, we're like, okay, put it away. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. Like focus on what, what the thing is and we move through and we get, get into it. And, and um, I think you said it earlier, like we can't take it like personal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about the process and it's yeah. all about, you know, making this project come together on a very, very limited time. Yeah. Um, none of this stuff that we ever get to do happens with like months of prep. Nope. It's usually days and hour, like hours a within a week. Yeah. Um, I think on this project we had what three days. Well, we it was that days. it was that Sunday, and then we mm-hmm. met again on Tuesday. Yes. We went back up to yeah. We to went meet back up. to LA on yeah. Tuesday. We did a little bit more workshopping, and then we went back on Thursday, mm-hmm. and we went to the actual Dancing with the Stars, um, not the film studios, but they have dance studios now, which is pretty amazing. It's a building that's just a bunch of dance rooms and production with cameras, equipment. Yeah. And a, it's all beautiful. It's all Dancing with the Stars. And so we went there, and this was our first time working with the the. Troop. troop. So Dancing with the Stars, it's really cool, actually, the, the process that they have right now. Basically, if you win, so you think you can dance, you become <laughs> a troop member yeah. on Dancing with the Stars, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're building a, a progression for professional dancers to continue yep. on in, you know, in the industry. Yeah. And we got to work with these four amazing dancers that were so humble and so receptive to every little note we gave them. They, like, they thrived on it. They, they survived on every little note and just made it happen. It, it's so incredible to be in a room full of dancers that you don't know. And you're like, hey, that was wrong. You got to do it like this. And they're like, cool. And they do it. Yeah. I mean, think about the first time you learned a pancake. Yeah. <laughs> we literally taught them the mechanics of a pancake, showed it to them maybe twice with some pretty damn good 10, air. 10, 15 minutes. That in. we were really happy about. And mm-hmm. then they could just do it. And we're like, Great. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is crazy. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's it's um, it's such a testament to the system because um, you had an experience or we both had an experience with Dancing with Stars. It wasn't yep. the best. And that's that all got wiped away because we got this experience that like 
progressed. So that was 10, 13 years ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. that and was when when yeah. Dancing with Stars just began. And then now we come back to it and their process is way better. And it's more focused on every single dancer. Every pro is also like a star in their own right. And every star is not just a B-list person. is like a person that's trying to make it anymore. Like they're legitimately hardworking celebrities that um, are either on TV or film or something. And it's just amazing to see the, the, the progression of the show itself behind the scenes. Yeah. Because then we got to work with all these uh, troop members then we got to meet with all the pros and there was a whole like two-hour session so well let's sorry back, back it, it up, up a little bit it. because there's there's another thing that happens so we have we have this first session with the troop members oh right and then we have a session uh on that was thursday the next session was i think saturday with the dancings uh, n- no no that was that was uh tuesday then wednesday then friday Oh my god! I can't even hold it all. So, it was so Tuesday, much. Tuesday was the was the troop members. So it was me, Jam- uh, uh, us, Jamel, Jan, Kira, who was uh, Jamel's oh, right. assistant, mm-hmm. uh, Jamel, and the four troop members at the loft. Right. And then on Wednesday was the the oh, dancings. Yeah, it was so the dancings. There's yeah. there's this other group that Dancing with the Stars has, and it's this whole cast of dancers they employ that they can like call. Yeah, so these dancers are called in to learn the routine, and this is something that I thought was so amazing, incredible. Again, these are all dancers from Dancing with the Stars. They've won it. They've been on the show, or, just or they're dancers, just dancers, dancers who are hired to do this. Yeah. These dancings come in and they learn the choreography from top to bottom, the entire piece, tricks. Everything. The movement, the camera blocking, where they should be, what movement. Then they know which person they're standing in for. Mm-hmm. So they know the track of the person that they're a stand-in for. And so when we have the day with the pros, and we had two hours. With the pros. Two hours total with the actual People show that be pros. On, yeah, they'll be on the show. They'll be performing the routine. So what was amazing was we come in, these dancings are there, the pros are there. We explain the choreography once. Everybody splits off with their dancing. They learn their tricks. They learn their choreo. Next thing you know, we're running the routine. For instance, if you watch the f- the, the clip, there's two couples in the front uh, downstage towards the camera, towards the main camera in the front that do the pancake. We taught them the original stand-ins and some of the troop members, um, and they taught the pros to do it. So we didn't have to actually teach it. We came across and gave, uh, gave some notes, but they did the bulk of the work. So it's such an amazing waterfall or like cascade of learning that is just amazing that we all hope when we do these festivals or events Mm -hmm. uh, that we teach somebody something and then tell them to go teach somebody else because then then the the progression keeps going and and we learn and they learn and they keep learning because they're talking about it in a different way and it's just like, holy shit, it works. Yeah, it's such an amazing process. They've got it dialed in. And these are the hardest working dancers Totally. That, that I just don't think they're given the credit. And I, I, Mikey mentioned this before, but I previously had a really bad experience with Dancing with the Stars. I, I injured my knee on live television. It was just start to finish a nightmare. Uh, this experience completely canceled that out, just being around everybody and um, being with these dancers that are, I mean, they're running this routine. They just learned it. They're running it over and over and over again, full out with tricks every single time. 
And these aren't even the ones that are performing it. These are just stand-ins. And it's it's amazing to watch. It's mm-hmm. so incredibly inspiring to watch. And it, it makes me want to be a better dancer. Yeah. I think I always had like a sort of um, this feeling of like, eh, Dancing with Stars, whatever, that's cool. But now going on the under this process and seeing how they work behind the scenes, seeing how all the dancers uh, in the troupe, seeing all the, sorry, all the dance-ins, all the troop members and all the pros mm-hmm. and how much they actually work during the week. Like they don't stop. They have like 12, 16 plus hour days, uh, Monday, Monday when the show happens. So like Tuesday to Monday. So they're getting ready for the show while learning the routine that they need to learn for the week next, the next week. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. It's inspiring. Like these guys are animals, they're beasts, they're, uh, angels they're devils they're they're just <laughs> beasts they're amazing yeah. people and they're and they're they're great to work with it was just so so amazing. so humble mm-hmm. and so thankful they yeah. were just so thankful thank you so much for teaching us thank you so much Seriously. they were so excited to learn lindy hop you guys they're so excited to learn lindy hop and i think that's something that you know we always i think maybe maybe i'm projecting but we always i always think is like professional ballroom dancers and professional uh, trained dancers like kind of looked down on Lindy Hoppers, or I always felt they did, um, as not being real dancers. And these, you know, the pros of the pros were so excited to learn Lindy Hop, yeah, and wanted to do it right and wanted to do a good job and yeah. were asking the right questions. And of course, when it comes down to performance, it's still performance energy and nervous energy, and everybody's mm-hmm. freaking out learning a dance, you know, performing a dance they just learned, but. They really cared, and it was really, really cool yeah. and inspiring to be a part of. They all realize how difficult Lindy Hop can be, and they understand it. They understand the parts of it. They don't understand how it all connects, which is, which is totally fine. I, I don't blame them, but we are that connection for them, and then we are able to talk to them in the way that they can figure it out. And it's like so amazing because um, in the routine, the final routine that you see on television, there's a couple in the middle, and they, one of them was a professional ballroom dancer like one blackpool like which is like the top level of ballroom world and then the other one is um a modern excuse me not modern dance but like i would consider a solo dancer like yeah, does things on a their trained own dancer. trained mm-hmm. dancer uh professional dancer but um and a winner of, of so you think a dance and they're put together and we got to work with the ballroom dancer and he was like yes awesome partner dancing got it he just soaked it all up and he was just like, this is amazing. This is so interesting. Oh, I got to turn them like, this. okay, cool. I get to do all this stuff because in the routine, it's all like jazz stuff that they feel a little bit not yeah. about, not the best about, but they kill it. They're just so amazing. And it's so great to be around that energy where it's like, I don't feel the best about that, but I'm going to throw everything I have at that. Yeah. It was actually really um, incredible to hear how insecure these, we're watching these amazing dancers yeah. kill this routine over and over and over again in rehearsal. I mean, I have amazing rehearsal footage. If you're ever around me, ask yeah. me to see it. <laughs> I can't share it, but it, I can definitely show it to you. Um, but we're watching these dancers just kill it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then on the sidelines, talk about how insecure they are about their jazz. And you're just like, no, you're, <laughs> you're so amazing. Like, I would yeah. kill to be able to do what exactly. you're doing right now. Exactly. Um, uh, we weren't supposed to be called on to set to be able to block it with Jamel and all the dancers. And then we were because we needed to give the notes every time they did it. They only had an hour to do it and we got there and we got the notes and we, they did it like maybe 
three or f- no, like four or five times. Four or five times, yeah. And it was just amazing to be a part of the whole process and everything. Um, yeah, like that. Thank you. Thank you, Jamel, for calling us up again and trusting us with uh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> to put something like that out there into the public view and have it be seen by millions of people. Yeah, it was really, really fun to be on set. Yeah. I love being on set and mm-hmm. I love being um, behind the monitors and seeing how it's all coming together. Yep. And um, I love it when people come up and ask my suggestion for oh, what totally. the camera should do in any moment. I'm like, me? <laughs> I think this should happen. Yeah. You know, not like my opinion matters at all, but it just just to be in the room and see the process and it, it's really magical. And then we were lucky, lucky enough to go to the taping as well. Mm-hmm which the live the live taping the live taping which they uh, it's filmed live but they don't actually perform i mean it's performed live and it's filmed and then they play that film to open the show so they only really get one shot to nail the routine and in the routine they did a pretty good job they they did a really really good job and we're like yelling our heads off and and just so proud of them like little dance moms on the side yeah like <laughs> doing the routine with them yeah. on the side and um oh what, I'm, I'm blanking on her name but the, one of the dancers they they do an a-frame and her shoe goes flying oh, and we're yeah. like she's a real yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do the a-frame and it goes Foom, and she just keeps going and we're just like yes that's exactly how it would be if you were lindy hopper and like that's what happened <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we're we're very proud to have been a a part of the process and a part of the project and, you know, have our little stamp on there. And, you know, even, even if we are not like name and lights, I don't care. I, don't care. I never care. Nope. I just want, I just want the product to, to be something that people like and are yeah. happy with. And it's kind of a toss up because, you know, Lindy Hoppers are away about things and it, it I love Lindy Hoppers and, um, I think that we are a very small community and then there's the worldwide community of general people. And sometimes our little community of Lindy Hoppers um, feels a way about things that is different than the worldwide population. And, and you know, I think if, if we show that video to just a group of Lindy Hoppers, they'll be like, oh, but if we show it to the worldwide, you know, people who love Elvis and mm. the like 50 plus people, yeah. they're like, that was amazing. So. We, we know that it's not like this is for Lindy Hoppers everywhere, but the fact that there w- we got to get a little bit of Lindy Hop on TV is always a good thing. The final, the end result is great, um, but it's this. It's this part right here, us talking to you guys about how we got there, that's really going to make the difference because like everything is just like smoke and mirrors when you see it on television or a streaming device or on your phone, whatever. But knowing the process that it took to get there is like, a whole different world of issues and things and and struggles and triumphs and that's why we love talking about it we're not talking about it because like oh look at us we're so amazing we're like oh my god look at that that was amazing because of this 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 and this and this yeah you know it it would have been very easy for jamel to put a lindy section piece in there without us he's got a room full of professional ballroom dancers they could have come up with some kind of partner thing that yeah. was Lindy esque, but the fact or that he, yeah, <laughs> the, but but the fact or yeah, or just jive in general, but the fact that he called us 
and he knows that we're straight up Lindy Hoppers and he respects that and brought us in to help with this project speaks volumes, not just to him, but his respect for what it is that we as a community do. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Um, enough about that. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about real things like, like what? Halloween. Halloween is still happening in some mm. places of the world. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's still happening. It's still happening. People dressing up and being like, mm, fuck As Christmas. As Mikey sits here with his little Santa cup. Shh. Don't talk mm-hmm. about it. Don't talk about it's it. It's on the video. You'll don't have to check out YouTube to see it. it. Don't talk about it or I'll run away. <laughs> uh, Mikey has already de- started Shh. decorating for Christmas. What? We're not there yet. Okay, Halloween month. Tell Halloween me more. Month. There we go. Okay, so <laughs> Halloween month. Halloween month is a very important time for us. It is. Because we do a lot of ton of shit. A lot of ton of a shit. A lot of ton of shit. <laughs> a lot of ton of shit. Like going to Universal. We yes. went to Universal before Halloween. We went to Universal as soon as we wrapped Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. <laughs> we're like we're going. We're in September. Yeah. And we did it in uh, style. Yeah. We did the RIP tour. RIP tour. Like VIP. but Which is, I literally can never go back and Lando not do the RIP tour. It was, a, it was a pretty penny. If you can, if you can, if you you want to throw down that many you will get all your money's worth you get uh valet service you get a special entrance you get uh um, a dinner dinner and drinks on the dessert in the park and you get to hang out in this like really secluded area and then you You get get, your own tram you get your own tram you get your own uh guided tour Mm -hmm. and that's a little funny because it's like you and like maybe 10 other people 10 people yeah and you get this person and they get to they they show you from one maze to the next and they take you all the way to the front. You go right in there. They tell you stories. They tell you how like this maze came up or this maze is new and this maze hasn't been here for like three or four years. And they get all sorts of secrets out to you and facts. And then they give you your own private tour mm-hmm. on the lot, which mm-hmm. is amazing. We got and our own private ghost story. Story. Pri- <laughs> yeah, we, we got to go on that little tram that goes down into the, into the uh, movie lots like we saw. Uh, Jaws and the Earthquake set and uh, all these different sets that are like historic in film history and during the one part of it they're taking us through the western part of it that you might have seen in like um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the Quentin yeah. Tarantino movie mm-hmm. and they're telling us how there's a specific ghost and I forget the name do you remember the name? Mm-mm. and there's one specific no, ghost who, who a lot of people have seen over and over again or like seen things happen within this uh, um western set that they constantly use over and over again and as they're he's telling us a story we're we're going past it and the whole mechanics of the whole thing like starts going crazy and you can see that that it's it's not quite an act because the tour guide was like visibly like what just happened that's super weird and it would go away and it would come back exactly when he was talking about this ghost thing and it was just so funny he was just like uh 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 so flustered and it was so Perfect. Yeah. And we got to go on every maze uh, plus a couple rides mm-hmm. and the Jabberwocky show and dinner and dessert and drinks and, and the front of the line for everything. And then we still had two hours after that to con- to continue to go around the park as we as we wanted. Yeah, it was really, really fun. And I highly recommend it. And I feel like that's always our kickoff oh, totally. to Halloween month. We always go in September. Uh, it's become a tradition. That and also going to Not Scary Farm now. We went yeah. both. That was super fun. Which we went with taking Anjali. kids now, which yeah. is interesting. <laughs> um, my daughter, this was my daughter's second year going to Not Scary Farm. We just went a couple weeks ago, right before Halloween, and 
was super into it. She loved it. She loved the mazes. Yeah. She wanted to see all the things. She's all. She's an actor, so she's, yeah. uh, you know, she gets it. Yep. She's like, I want to work here. I want to do this. I want exactly. that looks so fun. I want to do that. So it was really fun. Yeah. Hitting a bunch of mazes. Hitting a bunch. Like, there's a section in uh, Not Scary Farm that's in the back. It's called. Uh, it's inspired from the Roaring Twenties. I call it the. Uh, oh no, the Rotting Twenties or rot. Oh, I don't even know. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot it. It was it was something to play off the Roaring Twenties. And um, there's a bunch of people in Prohibition at times. And there's like cops and like paper boys. And they're less about scaring you and more about like acting out the time. It's and more era. like immersive theater yeah. in that section. And it's really fun. And there's like there's like a speakeasy that everybody's trying to get into, but they can't find the password and all this stuff. And shout out to Chris Doe. Who's one of the like big wigs over there in Not Scary Farm, and he said he had a lot of input on that. Um, it, yeah, Chris amazing. is also the DJ on Friday nights at Atomic, and yeah. he has been for years and years and years since the beginning, since before I owned it. Um, Chris is amazing, and yeah, he's a uh, he's the guy. Yeah, and Not Scary Farm, he's really, and really Not Scary cool. Farm in general. And it's it was just really fun to be at Not Scary Farm and uh, see all that stuff and see how. Uh, the mazes have gotten better and it's fun to compare it against the uh, universal studios in general. Yeah. Um, we surprised my son on Halloween night Oh yeah, and we went as these glow up stick figures. Yeah. He, I think I gave him like a hundred different, Oh my God. Halloween so costume many. ideas. And, and he was like, Nope. I really wanted him to go as zombie captain America. I yeah. just thought he would love that so much. Cause he loved that. Uh, <laughs> what if series, <laughs> And he loved that idea at first, and then he like scared himself. Mm-hmm. He's like zombies. Oh <laughs> he no, was, like, I hate zombies. Afraid of being a zombie himself. So yeah. anyway, nothing worked for him but stick figures. So <laughs> I don't know. If, um, we surprised him. Mikey and I got the same suits as mm-hmm. him, and we put them on, and we all went trick or treating as that, and it was a good he time. He had no idea, and we came out dressed as like just like him, and he was like, he loved it all night long. It was so much fun to go with these glowing little sticks so it's like a black suit with like the round around the hood and mm-hmm. then all the way down and two legs two arms and we did a little dance video me and nikki at atomic yeah at atomic. um if you are local if you're in orange county and you haven't been to halloween night in old town orange i highly recommend it oh my god it's the best just park at the circle park yep. in the parking garage so you don't you know get stuck in a neighborhood and just go walk you know you yeah. can walk almost all the way up to tustin from from um, the circle. Yeah. And it's an awesome time. Like the north part of the circle is like a ton of houses and there's so many people that go all out. Like there's a house that is year after year that always does like the Pirates of the uh, Caribbean from Disney and they do like a full on set of everything um, in front of their house and it even creeps over to the other neighbor's house and there's tons of houses that go all out with projections and uh, haunted houses and stuff like that. And then there's one on the south that's like a whole street gets in on it. Yeah, we couldn't even get to it. We tried. (laughs) Every single street on this house just goes full out. And they it was just so amazing. It's so cool. And it's it's like everything you see, like in the movies of like a full neighborhood, like embracing the idea of Halloween. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we got. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's amazing. If you're if you're local, definitely check that out. It's definitely worth it. Uh, We did one other event huge event this year and it was in october i think we might have talked about this event on the podcast yeah, we last season sure. we're calling this season two this so season last two. season uh theater bazaar 
I was lucky enough to go back to an event called Theater Bazaar this year as a performer. And this event is, God, I don't even know how to describe it. It's Can like a nightmare and a dream all in one. Yeah, it's like a carnival that has vaudeville, but also is run because they want to uh, um, praise a demonic clown that is also the savior of the world named Zombo. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's like everything you can imagine. It's not evil, but it's like it's embracing dark. all of that darkness and being like, it's fun. So there's like dark clowns and like it's dark circus-y. jesters and circusy yeah. and carnivaly mm-hmm. and vaudevilly and burlesque and dirty and and awesome. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's in this giant Masonic temple that's like, what was it like, eighteen stories, sixteen stories, something like that. Oh, like is it, didn't it even, even it, that tall? I don't even know. It didn't even go that far. Like yeah. you can only go to a certain. Well, it's it's two nights. So the the first night is only about 500 people it's a and it's a masquerade party and so you have to be in a mask it's you know much lower attended it's uh on purpose mm-hmm. um to keep it exclusive it has they serve a full dinner there's multiple floors happening mm-hmm. with all kinds of different amazing things um there's burlesque performers happening there's jazz bands there were swing dancers there, there this swing time there as ambiance it was awesome um which was very cool um and it's just this this magical place where you just wander around and you explore and you get sucked into rooms mm-hmm. and you experience things and it's just very very cool yeah it's hard to explain without like having you be able to see it like check out our instagrams you could see a, a bunch follow, of pictures from all that stuff yeah follow theater bazaar on instagram or or go check them out on instagram and there's tons of beautiful beautiful pictures mm-hmm. of what's happening in the space uh but it's a two-night event, so and it's a two-weekend event. So if you can't make it to one weekend, there's always another. So Friday's masquerade, and the Saturday is like the main event where they have where the first night is 500, and, then, and the second night is like 2,000, 5,000 5, people, yeah. and it's crazy. This whole building opens up that like everything, every room, everything has a big show of some sort, whether it be live music performances or other things, and then there's other things that can happen within those rooms and there's other rooms that only you can only go to if you know the right password or, or mm-hmm. know the right phrase or know the right person to follow to get in there or just happen to like turn the knob. Yeah, just happen to end up in the right place yeah. at the right time or talk to the right person for who instance, gives you a token to go yeah. to a ri- the thing. Yeah. yeah, for instance, like there is this part where there's an elevator and it's an old school elevator where you have to like turn, like there's a person uh, uh, working it where they have to like go and they have to turn the knob and they go up and down. And you get in there and you have to say the phrase to them, to the elevator operator, and they like let everybody out that wants to get out, like this is the last chance, and they go up and down and up and down and up, and they finally go up to like the 12th floor, 13th floor, or something like that, and then they stop, the lights go out, and the doors open, and you're in this bar. The doors open, and there's like just lit with candles, and there's a person right there. You don't get out of the, the cart, and they're just right there, and you go through this whole like ceremony of taking a, a shot of whatever they're going to mm-hmm. give. And they're like, hail Zombo, which is that uh, clown. demonic clown mm-hmm. that, that we all praise. Hail Zombo. <laughs> and uh, and that's the whole thing. And they take you back down to the bottom floor and they let you out. And they're like, nothing happened. Everything's fine. Yeah, it's really, really magical. And yeah. um, I was lucky enough to perform in, in one of those rooms. There's a really amazing um, venue called the Dirty Devil's Peep Show. And this is a stage like no other mm-hmm. in the world. It's literally a, a giant devil's head. 
And then the stage is a catwalk that comes out from the mouth. And it's about two and a half feet wide. Yeah. And it's painted plywood. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes at an incline uh-huh. to a circular like end mm-hmm. at the top of the the catwalk. And it's a little bit terrifying to perform on. And and I was doing this act where I blind blindfold myself for a second. And it was so incredibly disorienting. <laughs> every sing- I performed it three times that night. And every time I performed it, I legitimately thought I was going to fall off the stage into people's laps. Like, it, it was so scary. And I feel like I can see it on every video. You see the panic in myself. Like, oh, don't stop <laughs> moving. You're going to fall. Which <laughs> adds to the performance, I feel like. Oh, I feel like I, I hate it because I, <laughs> I don't see myself taking the time I want to take because I see the panic <laughs> Just myself. get to that part so I can take <laughs> this fucking thing off. Yeah, it's scary. But it, it's a great time and it's a great audience. And yeah. there's nothing like performing to an audience of crazy dressed up people in masks of all different kinds. And like you look out, like you're, you're performing and you're looking out into the audience and it's like surreal. Mm-hmm. It's not real life in that moment because there's like, I don't, I can't even describe the costumes because they're so over the top and crazy. I mean, they they don't look human. You're just looking out into the sea of people. It's like devils, devils carnival. See, yeah, this yeah. Sea of people that are not people. They're they're you're in this other world. They're, they, all the people at Theater Bazaar like are in costume. Like that's like a must. Like they'll turn you away if you don't have some sort of costume, like mm-hmm. a mask or something. So everyone is decked out in some way or another. Whether they're like wearing a Chucky mask or like something they made at home that has antlers. But <laughs> yeah, usually the costumes are super ornate and they're beautiful and they're mm-hmm. intense and. Um, it's, it's an event, uh, for artists by artists and mm, exactly. that's very clear when you're there and it, and it's not just, um, I don't know. It, it's all kinds of art. It's performance art. It's circus art. It's burlesque art. It's you name it. It's there. It's Music. incredible. Music. Yeah. There's live performances. Mm-hmm. There's people Dancing. hanging from their skin yeah. from the ceiling. The skin. There's, uh, f- there's fire a side show or like freak show or, um, What's the other one? Um, I forget the the name of it, but like where they tie themselves up in like ropes mm, and stuff mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. hang themselves and like they get in and out of it and it's just like it's just so enchanting. Like in in a like purely like as an observer, like I'm like I'm so mystified by this. Like I can't look away. Yeah, it's so cool. It's amazing. It's amazing to be a part of it. It's yeah. amazing to be on that stage, and I'm I'm so thankful for Roxy Delight for inviting me to be there and. You know, she's really the reason that burlesque is on the map at this event. She's mm-hmm. been a part of it forever. And I'm just so thankful to know her and to be chosen by her and to participate and sending her so much love. Um, so we'll see. We'll if you're see. in Detroit and you want to check that out, hell yeah. Check it out. We'll see if we end up there again next year. So we're going to wrap it up here. And usually what we used to do was doing uh, some questions about like COVID and all this stuff and all mm. this great bus. But, you know, that's we're going to put that um, behind us and we're going to move forward. So the question this time is, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? Mm. That's a good one. I feel like I'm looking forward to getting to a place of security mm-hmm. eventually like you know and we're talking about moving past covid but you know my reality and our reality yeah. in in owning a, a dance studio is that 
there's no security in it yet. Um, there's a lot of recovery involved. And I think my hope and the thing that I'm looking forward to is, is getting to a place where I feel like we're not struggling anymore. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're in the positive and we're, you know, I think we're doing positive things and we're, you know, making strides towards that. But it's still going to be a long, long process. For sure. So that's business wise. Um, creatively, I'm looking forward to dancing more. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to creating more. We have a lot of fun projects coming up and some new shows that I can't talk about yet, but are hopefully coming next year. You could definitely talk about it. Oh, my God. I can't. Totally ta- no, I we'll haven't talk gotten the green we'll light talk yet. About it, it doesn't matter. As soon as I get the green you light, I won't shut up about it. five other people that, were, that are watching this the show. Two other people, maybe. Two other people, maybe. But Thank, yeah, I thanks, think Mom. I think you know I'm looking forward to my my daughter's just joined the softball team in high mm-hmm. school. I'm looking forward to to watching her play, and you know I think there's a lot to look forward to, and I, you know I think, yes we want to move ca- past COVID, but the reality is that we are recovering from it, and that's okay. That yeah. we are where we are. We're going to start where we are, and I also want to find my myself, and I think I am feeling this a lot more. I want to find myself a pla- in a place of. Um, forgiveness for the way some things have gone during the pandemic, you know, that we've, we've dealt with a lot of pretty negative things, Mm -hmm. you know, always trying to do the best for the people around us, but sometimes people don't agree with that is. And instead of holding grudges towards that, I want to feel like I'm forgetting and forgiving and moving on and welcoming those people back to our space. Um, yeah, I just, I think that, you know, everybody dealt with the pandemic in a way that they needed to. And I hope that as a society, we find our place ourselves in a place of, um, forgiveness and positivity moving forward. That's great. For sure. Ditto. No, no, you have to answer no, all the questions. I can't, I, you I can't. Start There's, over. Listen, nope. listen, no, listen, listen, there's a whole thought prop process i knew you were gonna do this mm-hmm. don't worry about it mm-hmm. ditto because at the same time like i can't um ever eloquently say things the way i want to the way you can and you always are able to say them and i feel the same way like everything you said is is i'm there 100 percent with you i want all of that um the only thing i can really add to it is like the superficial bullshit of like i can't wait to put uh christmas lights up <laughs> And I can't. Superficial. Yes, and it is because it's it's so like if it's, it's, it's meaningful a, to you. It's meaningful to me, and that's it's okay. But it's also a fleeting meaning because, and that's okay. It's not a negative. It's it's just like, but it is less than those grander things. Like I want all of those things you just yeah. mentioned. Absolutely. Like I can't say anything otherwise. Like I want that. But then I'm like, but also I'm gonna put those Christmas lights up, and I want the the color ones like over here. But the ones over the door is gonna be really tricky because last year the ones with the bushes we're gonna need more because we want them on palm trees and stuff and we're going to put in that empty space mm-hmm. up there so it's, it's like stuff like that that i'm like oh, i can't wait to do and that's why that's why brown santa claus is here brown santa claus is here to say brown santa is always here because he's got water uh i guarantee as this progresses over the next month this is gonna start to have twinkle lights. You goddamn right it is. Christmas decorations. I think we should decorate the 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 hanging. This guy. It's gotten so big. If you guys have been watching, this guy has gotten so big that I I need to rearrange him, but also at the same time, maybe put some decorations on. <laughs> Hang some bulbs. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're watching on YouTube, 
This is our jungle. Welcome There's to more the of jungle. It. Um, it's growing all the time. Oh yeah, it's growing like this. <laughs> That. It's taking over the house. We don't even need a Christmas tree at this yeah. point. We're just <laughs> oh, but we're definitely getting a fucking Christmas tree. How <laughs> dare you? Tanaka Farms for the win. Yeah. Um, but that's basically it. Um, I, think, I can't believe we did I think this that's again. It. I know, and we're and we're good. We're good. And we finished a bottle of wine. Look, pretty much. I mean, I finished a bottle of wine, but that's <laughs> so. Hey guys, thank you guys so much for uh, listening to our podcast. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And anywhere you listen to podcasts, hopefully everything is still connected. I think I looked into it uh, a couple days ago. It should be still connected. If that one, we'll fix it. Put the microphone in front of your face and it say is. that again. No, you. <laughs> um, be sure to rate us and review us. Uh, whether you love us or hate us, I don't give a shit. It's fine. I want to see all what you two guys of you. Say. Yeah, all <laughs> two of you. Um, the video will be on YouTube, and yeah, uh, that's, that's about it. it. That's about yeah. it. So from us to you, thank you guys so much, and bye. bye. <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs>